What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Devin the Bear. Here we're going to talk about UFC 280. Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's a whole bunch of shit to talk about. There's no other way to put it. So let's get right into it. Uh, pretty much, we wanted to brush up real quick on some prelim fights. Uh, Nikita Krylov got a decision win over Vulcan Ozdemir. That was a great fight. It was very fun. Very yeah. back and forth. And uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I've, I don't really know Nikita Krylov so, that well. I know he's a he's a veteran in the game when it comes to fighting. Um, they and fun fact about him was going into this fight, he only has had ten fights go to the decision, which is a crazy thing to say out of thirty eight fights. I mean, um, that's I don't know, man. Do the math. I'm, I don't feel like doing it right now, yeah. but yeah, uh, it was a great fight though. I mean, when it came to it, man, I mean, he was landing heavy shots. Um, he was getting the takedowns. Um, you know, and I think Vulcan needed a fight like that to show that he is an exciting fighter that we kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I think people have definitely forgotten about him. Uh, Krilov too, though. I feel like he's kind of fallen into this realm of he's supposed to be a great striker and he never has the chance to be one. And then he loses uh, usually a decision. Has he's been knocked out? I'm not sure. Um, well, it was definitely a, a fight that they both needed, win or lose. I think uh, it looked good for both of them. Uh, Vulcan didn't get the win, but he proved that he can still do it. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that fight. Um, and then the headline for the prelims was really good as well. Yeah, I know you're excited. Yeah, Sean uh, Sean Brady, I'm a huge fan of, as we talked about last time. And then Bilal Muhammad, I'm also a huge fan of. So that that was a great matchup to me. Um, and I think it delivered. I think it delivered pretty well. That first round was very good. It was a great fight. It was a really, really fun one. Um, I, I knew with the first four minutes, you know, when Brady went for the takedown, um, they were kind of obvious feints or, you know, it was like, there's no way you're going to be able to catch this guy off guard with a read like that. Like, um, well, it was what I kind of said it was going to be, but Bilal has better experience, has much more experience whenever it ever comes down to it. I know that Sean Brady has won some grappling tournaments, um, but when it came to it, it's just like with Bilal striking, we're finally seeing it round out, you know, uh, he's definitely worked on his hands a lot. And it was like the last minute of the first round. I'm not sure if you noticed it. I'm sure you did. But when he picked up the pace a lot, like he just, you know, he started going really, really fast. And when Sean Brady couldn't keep up, that right there, that told me that Bilal Muhammad knows right there that he's got this in the bag. He's yeah. like, okay, you know what? He can't he can't keep this pace with me. Like, I'm better than him right and here. What's funny is uh, Sean Brady's corner, which was James Krause, I believe. I believe. Could be wrong. Uh, was telling him. Uh, you'd have to look at who it is because I don't remember. I think it was James Cross, but he, they were telling him like uh, Bilal doesn't have an answer for you. He doesn't have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Like, an answer for what though? And uh, I think DC or Paul Felder, one of them was saying, well, I think what they were meaning is that uh, he he took Bilal's best shots and they feel like if Sean Brady can walk through those, then he'll be okay. And Bilal's got nothing else for him, which turned out to not be true. <laughs> Because Bilal ended up getting the TKO win, the second round, right? Yeah, second round. And yeah, it it was definitely a case of Bilal had the better experience. He knew what to do and when to do it. Um, been around the block, but now Sean Brady's been there too. So I think Sean Brady can learn from it and come back. Yeah, hopefully I, better. I believe so. Uh, I think with the, with the fight too. Although also like Bilal took his best shots, and that was in that first round. And then he kind of he's able to brush it off. He's shown a lot more composure than he has in the past when it came to getting hit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the last time we really saw him hurt was against Leon Edwards before the yeah. eye poke in that first round. Um, and that he was never really able to come back you know after that. But 
uh, Blob did exactly what you should do to a wrestler, you know, that can't get you down. He just pressured him. He made him yeah. fight. He made Sean Brady fight on the back foot, and Sean Brady didn't know what to do. And so, uh, not one. I really feel like Sean Brady just really didn't try to put, like push him back at also to make force him to fight him in the middle as well to get his back off the cage. But um, yeah, so Blah Muhammad, uh, we I'm not sure what to do with him next. I would be okay with the title shot for him though. I um, wish that they would, but they won't. I don't. I don't see that happening. It really depends on what happens with the rematch between Leon and Kamaru. Yeah. Um. If if Kamaru wins it, I don't see them giving all the title shot no if uh, leon wins it maybe maybe but now they're talking about colby covington fighting hamzat so i i have no idea i feel like that fight is going to be a um title fight or a title contention fight even though it should be Bilal, it won't be just because that's how they do things that's how they do things especially with someone that we're about to talk about on the main card um but first you had manon furo no fior that's how it said. I said Furo. Uh, trying my best with French. Uh, but yeah, it's Manon Fior. She had a decision win against Caitlin Chukagian. Looked real solid. Uh, the big thing is that she's ready. She could be the person to beat Valentina. I don't think she's ready. Um, not that I did before, but you couldn't land where you wanted to against Caitlin Chukagian. You're not going to against Valentina. Um, but that, yeah, that brings us to... Benil Dariush beating Machus Gamrot. And that's another guy who, even though he's won, that's a nine fight win streak now. Yes, sir. So even though he's on a nine fight win streak of almost nothing but top guys, I still don't see them giving him the title shot because now they're going to have to give him a title shot against Islam. Right. Or, or do you do the rematch with Charles Oliveira? I, I don't know. I don't know. But Benil looked really good. Yeah. And it was a very fun fight. It was a great fight. I really, really enjoyed this fight. Uh, if Benil went out there and took out, he fought below him, which a lot of fighters in the light, lightweight division aren't willing to do. A lot of fighters in general aren't willing to fight below yeah. them. And so, uh, but we saw both guys um, Saturday. We saw both guys Saturday day, I guess, during the daytime, willing to do that. Bilal Muhammad and Benil Dariush, and they both had great performances. You know, um, with Dariush though, I really. Um, I really liked his performance. Like everywhere that the fight went, he was in control. Even when he got taken down, he was able to reverse a positioning and able to get back on top. Uh, Matush Gamrot will be back. I'm sure of it. Oh, you yeah. know, um, oh, it, yeah. it was, it was another, but if you just look at their grappling exchanges, how good and high level their sweeps and reverses were, that was so fun to watch for the little bit that we got to see it. But you see the level at which Matush can fight at, he'll be back. Oh yeah, for sure. And so like uh, with Benil though, like, they asked him after the fight, you know, do you have anybody you want to call out? And he's like, well, I don't have the answers for that. I'm like, Benil, why do you be such a good guy, man? Yeah. Just say fuck it and say something. But I get why, you know, it's just not who he is. He's not going to ever force somebody to be somebody that he's not. He's true to himself. And that's why I'm a big fan of him. You know, I've, I've enjoyed seeing this resurgence that he's had uh, recently. You know, like you said, he's on a 9-5 win streak. A win over Matush Gamrod is not easy at all. Um, but, I mean, everything he did looked good, though. His stand-up looked good. His... Uh, his jujitsu always looks good. His defense was on point, so it was an it was a great fight. Um, I don't think he gets the title shot, like you said. I mean, I yeah. wish he would because who else are you going to give the title shot to? Yeah. Though, I mean, look at the top five. Who who are you going to have in there? Like Justin Gaethje won't fight below him, you know. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot going on with no that. No one knows that. what's going on with Dustin. 
No one of those goes, oh, Dustin, is he going to fight at 170? Is he going to fight at 155? Does he want to fight it anymore? I mean, the only there's not really, we, no one really knows Dustin before he doesn't care to do well, media. He's fighting anymore. Chandler. But oh, he is like, fighting Chandler. He's fighting Chandler, okay. but it's like if he wins, he's not, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to get a title shot or not. It's hard to deny him. I, and then Chandler, if he wins, do, do you give him a title shot again? Yeah. Like, I don't know. The whole thing's just kind of like complicated because the top guys have either already just fought for a title or they're fighting each other. And then Benil's just outside of them. So right. he's just kind of like, do I, do I get to jump these guys or do I have to sit and wait? Uh, so like I take back what I said about Dustin, cause I forgot he had a fight, but um, with Benil though, I mean, who else are you going to give the title shot to though? They're going to give it to Volkanovsky, which I kind of get because yeah, he's that's right. That's yeah, right. He, so I get why they're going to give it to Volkanovsky. We'll get more into that in just a second with Volkanovsky, but with Benil though, it's like, it's the only fight fighter that makes sense to give it a title shot to though. I mean, everybody yeah. else besides him in the top five have fought for the title. Um, who else are you going to give it to? And they've all gotten dominated since mm-hmm. then. The, finished. Yeah. They all got finished. Yeah. And so it's like, well, what do we do here? So um, there's a lot to go on with that. I hope that they really consider Dariush, but now he's going to have to wait probably like eight months for a freaking title shot if he yeah. gets a title shot. They'll probably give him some some other guy who's yeah. probably like ranked who they in think, the top 10, yeah. but they're going to be like, oh, if you beat him, maybe you'll get it. Yeah, so I really think that they're going to find a guy that they think Benil cannot beat. They're going to be like, just please take him out. You I feel know? like they probably thought that with Gamrot. Yeah, and so I thought, that, yeah, exactly. And Gamrot's probably someone they were like, if you beat Benil, you understand that you don't get a title shot yet. But just, if Benil beats you, which just, makes it looks, it makes us look bad. Just get him out of the way. You know, they yeah. just sent him in there as a hitman pretty much and didn't work out how they wanted it to. Um, but that's just more conspiracy shit. So, but... On to the next fight, a uh, very controversial one, um, but a great fight, though, was uh, Sean O'Malley defeating Torian by split decision. Yeah, um, it, it won fight of the night. I think it deserved to win fight of the night because it was very exciting. It was very back and forth. Um, but the the reason you, like you were saying, with it was with it being controversial. You go ahead. Yeah, so like with the, it, yeah, like I, I feel like it's controversial. Uh I have Patoro Jan winning the fight. It's not that I dislike Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is a great fighter, and we saw that, but we also knew that at the same time, though. Yeah, I don't really care for his personality too much, but but that doesn't take away from his skill set. You can't deny him when it came down to him being a great fighter. But, um, I mean, the first round opened up, and Jan is kind of showed everybody he's not a slow starter. You know, yeah. um, He went out there, he went straight for Sean O'Malley, but Sean, Sean O'Malley gave it right back um the story of the fight was just kind of back and forth Jan was mixing up a real well with the takedowns um i was surprised how much he was able to get sean o'malley down yeah six takedowns to sean o'malley's zero yeah he uh, also had almost seven minutes of control time um i feel like that says something also you know it sure um, does yeah uh, also had more more total strikes than sean o'malley um so with, with the fight though i think with uh we saw Torian, um, so there were some punches that he would throw that's like, man, like just puts be a little more technical with it and it's going to land. But it was still fun to watch though. But uh, there was times though where he would kick Sean O'Malley to the body. He's working Sean's body a lot. And I don't think Sean was used to that at all. And um, you would see Sean O'Malley just kind of wince in pain, but he uh, he didn't like getting hit. A lot, nobody likes getting hit, but they. it's also one thing that you're not supposed to ever show you, yeah. you're getting hit. You know, you don't show your hand in a fight, and that's kind of what he was doing when he would get hit. He was showing his hand, and um, he showed that you know the body body kicks hurt. He showed that when he would get rocked, he was just kind of out of it. So, the third round though was probably the most exciting round. And that says a lot because this whole fight was fun. 
But Sean O'Malley cuts open um, Pator. He hits him good, which is exactly what we expected. That he was going to eventually land a good shot. And um, yeah, the judges had it. Um, it was a pretty split fight. You know, yeah. two judges had it one round for the second round for Jan and then the first and third for O'Malley. Yeah. And then one judge had one and two for Jan and the third for O'Malley, which I agree with that. O'Malley definitely took the third, but I do not understand how you give him the first and second. It was close, but I think it's also, it's close, but it's obvious that Jan should have won that fight. I right. think. And so even in the second round, you know, Sean O'Malley rocked, um, rock Patorian, but then Patorian rocks him right back. So yeah. it's like, it completely cancels it out. That negates Marks him right back and took him down. Yeah. Right? And taken, then took him down. And most yeah. of that round, he, that's, that's where most of the control time came from Yeah, was that round. And it's like, you know, that's, that should signify that he won the second round, which it did, you know, and every, every, all every, the judges agreed yeah. that it was a second round that he won. But you look at the first round, I just felt that he won that fight. Um, it won that first round and that second round, the third round, um, there were some things that I could tell Patoras just focus on just getting him down. And uh, because of that, he was able, he gave up too many open shots to Sean O'Malley. And so that's, I feel like that's what lost him the fight was that. And I had a feeling it was going to, I was even thinking, man, it's going to be a split. It's going to be for Sean. Like, but uh, just because of how many, um, how much Pator was just not doing much in the third, whenever Sean would hit him, you know, and uh, but it was a great fight. We finally got to see the fight that we thought O'Malley should have had a while back against yeah. the number one guy in the world. He showed a bunch of toughness. Even he felt like he didn't even win that fight. Uh, when they asked him about it, he was just he said he was pretty surprised. Yeah, and so like he was like, "Man, I didn't expect that," you know, and uh, it was just. I don't know, but Sean O'Malley finally had a dogfight, and we've all been waiting to see, and he's a lot more durable than a lot of people want to give him credit for. You see for. people saying they think he might have been concussed? I think it was. Because of the way he was talking during that interview? Yeah. And we want to say damage wins fights. What about damage you can't see? Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was very obvious he was concussed because he was kind of wide-eyed the way he, if you just look into what the symptoms of concussion are and Sean O'Malley had a lot of them. If he started throwing up, I'd be like, yeah, it's cause he, he's concussed, yeah. but he was kind of slurring his words a little bit. His eyes were kind of wide. Like he really didn't seem like he knew what was exactly what was going on. You know, like he was there, but he really wasn't kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, he was definitely concussed. He's never been hit like that before, but I think that says right there that Sean O'Malley needs to fight guys who are going to put him there. But yeah, well, he, also, what I meant to say is spar guys also. Like, he needs to start sparring heavier talent. He needs to start sparring guys who are going to challenge him, you know. Um, and, like, you, this goes back to what you said, though, is, you know, you start taking training a lot more serious when it comes down to it. As, um, and I don't know how Sean is with training. Maybe he does take it very serious. but And that's what I would said, too. Maybe he does. But from what I see, it doesn't look like it. So that's all what cameras show, though. So you never know what goes on behind cameras. But I think if he doesn't take it seriously, that's kind of the fights he's going to end up in, and he won't be on the winning side every time. Uh, even though his mindset is one where he has to be relaxed, like you can't be relaxed and also expect to fight for a title and win. You can't be the champion if you're relaxed like that. Israel Adesanya is relaxed, but when you see him in the gym, he goes hard. Yeah. Uh, Israel Adesanya has also been doing this for a lot longer yeah. than Sean O'Malley has. There's a reason why he's able to fight so fluid like that. That you kickboxing know? background versus Sean O'Malley's... MMA background. Not background, yeah. just MMA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was definitely fight of the night. I, I really was happy with the fight overall. Not happy with the decision, but... It was a close fight. It was a good fight. So, would you say that Petorian's having a fall from grace since winning the title? Mm, no, 
Um, he finding Sean O'Malley is going to be hard no matter what because naturally he poses a lot of threats. Just his size, his his length, and the fact that he knows how to use his length, that's going to be hard for anybody. Um, Peter Yan is very good. He'll be back. He's smart. We know he's got the championship mentality. He can come back and be just fine. Sean O'Malley's just a tough test because of his natural, his size, those things that he has naturally. But then you put his abilities into it too. just makes it that much harder. But I think if they rematch, Jan takes it. Right, I definitely think so too. Um, but yeah, I think Jan took it from the start. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely I don't know, man. Um, I like Jan will be back. Is my point. I that. hope he's back. You know, see, he's very obviously very frustrated. And I don't blame him at all. But yeah, the, that's the only thing. I've, I was Sean O'Malley. I would definitely look in a spar, sparring much more like verse talent. You you need to start challenging yourself in these sparring sessions because. You could tell that he's never really been rocked before the way he's reacting to that. Yeah. He's never been actually boxed to the body the way he was, the way he was reacting to that. But I don't think he's ready for a title shot. He'll maybe give him one more fight just to solidify, okay, you know what, you're going to get a title fight. You know, He needs to go train over at AKA. If he is going to get a title shot, go train over at AKA. And you'll be ready for Aljo. Yeah, he's gonna need to. Like, it's he needs to do something that's gonna just strictly focus on wrestling for the next couple yeah. months. Uh, probably take a little little break because you got hit pretty freaking. Oh yeah, hard, I'm. But... I'm saying when if he does get that, yeah. if if Aljo gets him down, I don't see him getting back up. Yeah, Jan. We know Jan is well rounded, but Jan is not a grappler. Right, he doesn't want to do that. Um, he did it because he had to. Aljo's a grappler. And, and O'Malley doesn't get back up if if Aljo gets him down. And that showed in the co-main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aljamain Sterling defeated TJ Dillashaw by TKO in the second round. Um, and it's a very hard fight to call. Yeah. Just because it's like um, TJ dislocated his shoulder really early on in the first trying 30 to, seconds. Trying to catch himself from a takedown that Aljo threw. He shot in real hard and got his, got his placement real quick. So he kind of took TJ's feet out from underneath him and TJ kind of panicked and threw his arm out to catch himself and blew his shoulder out. And then once like, you can kind of see something's wrong. I think the commentators were even talking about it and eventually he gets back to his feet and he's trying to like throw his arm back in place and like sit there and yank it on his arm, trying to bring himself back. Uh, poor Aljo. Yeah. Uh, he looked good. He looked great. He looked he, great. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't matter. No, just, it doesn't. Just like in his uh in his fight against Jan. Yeah, it's it's it does it just it doesn't matter at all. What sucks about the that first it, fight to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, what's it called? Uh so to kind of brush up on that too though, is like what we talked about, uh, is the Ray Longo curse. Like yeah. you look at all of the champions that Ray Longo has produced, and none of them have ever been taken serious as a champion. Uh Matt Sarah defeats GSP, everyone says it's a fluke, GSP didn't take it serious, and of course, GSP comes back and beats him after that because GSP always learns from his mistakes. Um, and then you got Chris Weidman who won the title from knocking out Anderson Silva. Everyone, Everyone says it's a fluke. fluke. They rematch. Uh, he breaks Anderson Silva's leg. Everyone's like, that's not a real win. Yep. And then you look at the guys that he beat at the, during his side of fights. He beat Lyoto Machida in a fight that people thought Machida won. Then he fights Vitor Belfort who's coming off of um, who's coming off of the uh, whole TRT yeah. phase. And he's obviously a shell of a man. He's not who he was before. And then uh, he loses the title, and then now you have Aljamain Sterling win the title, be the first champion ever to win by disqualification. Then goes but and, he, and he defends it, yeah, very well, yeah. 
gets an obvious unanimous decision fight yeah. over Jan. People are still mad about it. Fights TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw dislocates his shoulder in the first 30 seconds. And uh, Aljamain went out there and did exactly what Aljamain should do. And he still fought because TJ obviously wasn't going to quit. And people are like, well, you didn't really beat TJ though. Yeah. You know? But I, I think um, it obviously plays a big factor in it. Like you can't deny that it doesn't play a big factor yeah. when someone can, when a fighter only has one arm, it's kind of hard to deny him that. Dude, Nick Noel does it all the time. Come on. Nick Noel has uh, an arm and a half. Yeah. TJ had one arm. Almost still connected. If, if It's connected, but not here. Okay. Well, if I ever Nick dislocate... Newell's down if I, here. If I ever dislocate my shoulder in a fight, I'm, I'm going to, like, fight, like what's, what's the regret what I'm saying? But yeah. Okay. I was going to keep going. I'm like, you know, fuck it, man. We got shit to talk about. Yeah. A lot so, to talk about. so, TJ... Does he come back and get a rematch? I, I kind of hope not because I, at this point, like I want things to keep moving. There's a lot of people to go through. T- nobody deserves it more than TJ. I, I do believe that. Yeah. Um, And I know that's a controversial thing to say because of the, the cheating, but look at what he does every time he's in there. Steroids or not. <laughs> yeah. But like also though, like you look at the fight and, like with TJ though, he had said, you know, he had dislocated it um, six months before, I believe. And he had popped out of socket 20 times up until the fight. Then it pops out in the fight. And my my take on that though is that if your arm is that severely injured, then you probably shouldn't be fighting. Because yeah. all you did was screw yourself out of a fair, fair title fight. Now you have to take off. And when you come back, who says that you're going to be even better after that? You yeah. know, now you, because of the bandway division is stacked up, who are you going to fight whenever you come back yeah. down? Now you like that title shot would have possibly still been there. Just fight one guy and then you get the title shot. And what's wrong with having to fight one more guy? You fought one guy and got the title shot. Okay. Fight another guy and get the title shot. You got caught on steroids. So if you, I don't understand. He's very much like, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I agree with that. But it's like, how are you improving? You're still a legitimate contender. Whenever your first fight back was a very was one that a ton of people are still saying you lost that fight, you know. Um, if you have to prove part of being a fighter is also proving that you're the best, and that involves not just being the champion but also beating contenders on your way up, you know. So that's just kind of how I feel about that. Well, I agree with him that he doesn't have to prove that he's the best because he didn't lose the title. He never lost the title. Um, so in his mind, he's still a champion. Now he can officially say he's lost the title um, if you were to try to hold up that argument. But there's an asterisk next to it that is just unfortunate. Um, but I th- I think even with, say, say TJ's shoulder didn't pop out, I think that fight goes the same. I don't think Aljo finishes it as early, but I think the fight goes the same pretty much. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, though, with, with that whole thing is, some points oh uh, tj always has an excuse for every time he loses have you ever noticed that every time he loses he always has a, an excuse as to why he lost and so i understand his shoulder dislocated you there's not there's not an excuse for that but it's like but he was aware of it so it's like going in it just looks bad that it's like he went into a fight with a built-in excuse you know like knowing yeah, how severe it was I, I get it from that perspective but i also get not wanting to risk your position yeah. And, yeah. and wanting it so bad that you don't care that your shoulder might get thrown out. Yeah. He said they expected it to. Yeah. Uh, it just happened a lot sooner than he thought. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Like I understand, you know, why people say why he says he's the best, but 
the division has changed since you've been gone. You know, it's um, it's like looking at like Justin Gaethje right now. He doesn't want to fight anybody else except for the title. That doesn't mean you get the title shot. That yeah. doesn't mean you're the best. You know, we saw you lose when you fought for the title, so it doesn't make you the best. And um, I don't know, man. I just I really don't think he's the best bantamweight in the world. When he was champion, I 100% agree he was. But um, at the before the fight, I did was never like, man, TJ is the best in the world. Like. He's coming back even better. I was like, no, dude, Aljamain's about to fuck that dude up. And sad that we didn't get to see that yeah. because of the shoulder injury. So, and also what's kind of funny too, though, well, not funny, but because uh, coincidental is people who abuse steroids for a long time are really injury prone. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think statistically it shows. Yeah. As far as with uh, heavy contact sports. Yeah, so don't do PEDs, kids. So on to the main event, though. Um because I'll keep rambling on about this fight. Um, so that's one of those ones that people are going to talk about until there's a genuine resolution. Yeah, I agree. I mean, until until there is a clear victor in that fight, we, we're never going to know. So uh, hopefully, TJ heals up quick, gets in there, and is able to get back to the title title shot. Um, Islam Makachev is the new UFC lightweight champion, and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm pretty upset. Um, not that it's Islam. I, I I do like Islam. Uh, I just I wanted to see more from Charles. I think everybody did, um, and everybody expected us expected to. But I think Islam was more than what Charles expected, and I think he started getting popped on with those strikes. And then when he got taken down after getting dropped, he just wasn't present enough to do anything about it, and he got tapped out. Yeah, uh, it just. Well, that first round was kind of uh, very even, but it was, it was, you know, Charles was where he wanted to be. Islam was where he wanted to be. Charles was where he wanted to be, but he wasn't getting what he wanted. Normally we see Charles on his back and we see him attacking and the other guy having to pull out. Right. Islam wasn't worried. He wasn't pulling out. Yeah. So he, I, well, he was not. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think Charles, that's why Charles went into that second round looking a little lost because he was like, I don't really want to pull guard because it's not working. So I need to do something else. But while he's got that in his head, he's getting punched in the face. Right. And it was just, uh, I don't know, man, it was, it was a real, I feel like Islam easily won both rounds, especially, well, obviously the second, but um, he won that first round. Uh, Charles just really didn't know what to do with it because like you said, he was just getting stopped in every aspect when it came to the ground. Um, both these guys are ready for the ground game. Um, Second round starts, Islam drops him with a punch. Um, I think like halfway through, jumps on, gets that arm triangle in immediately after he drops him. It was crazy. Um, that was the the one thing I was kind of afraid of Charles doing was whenever he gets tagged, he just drops straight to his butt and goes to the ground. But a guy like Islam, I don't think he want to do that. But even before that though, like Charles wasn't really doing any. He was like uh, DC had even pointed out that uh, Charles knows he cannot fight reckless in this fight. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's kind of screwed him a little bit because of the fact that he just wasn't letting his hands go and he wasn't really throwing much like we had seen him throwing recently. And um, Islam was, you know, like you said, like last time we talked about this, is Islam is Khabib with better stand-up. And it's exactly what he was. He dropped him with Khabib a... 2.0. He dropped him with a, was it a left hand. I can't remember what punch he dropped him with, but he dropped him on his butt. I mean, he had the arm trying to go in before he even fully passed it as side control. And as soon as he got it in, everyone was kind of saying like, oh man, Charles have quit. You know, he still has that quitter in him. I want you to get a Dagestani wrestler on top of you and put you in an arm triangle and ask me how quick it is before it's fully in and you're tapping. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Charles was rocked while trying to defend it. Yeah. Like uh, that, that's not, 
it's already a hard enough task. Yeah, it's just be a lot, be man. uh shaken up while trying to do it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, man. It's just it's just it was a lot, but I mean, um I mean Islam though he went out there and he fought the number one guy in the world and he won the belt. There's nothing else you can do about that. I don't really I, I this is where it gets hard though, is cause with the lightweight title picture, I don't know who to take who who's gonna fight next. Is it the winner of Poria versus Chandler? Is it Benil Dariush? Is it uh I mean Dariush and Islam have already been set to fight multiple times. Yeah. So um so we're i don't know it's just a lot going on with that it's tough because like we were saying a lot of the top guys have just fought for a title but now you have a new champion yeah so it's kind of a new position but like a chandler or poirier whoever wins i could see them getting a title shot right but if poirier wins it does he even take it if chandler wins it do you think he beats islam that makes for a fun fight I think Islam's a bit more technically sound than Chandler, though. Um, so I just, I don't know. That yeah. lightweight thing, Th- that there's is so the, much going on. The, it's always an upside of having a new champion, though, is it opens a lot more title fights. You know, it's like, okay. because it's, it's not an it's, upside for Benil. No, not at all. But the, the also the upside, too, is people were mad that Islam won the title, which I was mad that he, well, I was mad that he won the title. But before that, he's getting a title shot because he never beat anybody in the top five. Yeah, Charles now, said he didn't belong. Now he's got the whole top five to fight because he didn't fight anybody in yeah. it. So uh, that's something to look forward to. So did you see what Conor McGregor said about the fight? No. Who gives a fuck? So on to the next card. We got um uh, this weekend we have the main event is gonna be Calvin Cater taking on Arnold uh, Arnold, Arnold Allen. Allen. So I was gonna say Arnold undefeated Allen, but I was like, why the fuck am I gonna say that's not the nickname? But know. uh before that main event though, we have a great kickboxing match that's gonna happen. Yes. It's gonna be Dustin Jacoby taking on Khalil Roundtree Jr. I really like Dustin Jacoby. I've been a fan of him ever since he got brought into the UFC. But Khalil Roundtree has become one of one of, if not my favorite fighter. Uh, he's so fun to watch. Ever since he's learned from his losses, he's come back to be so like aggressive without being reckless. And I'm a big proponent of it's a fight. You got to throw what you got to throw. And when he throws what he has to throw, he throws it real freaking hard. He throws over with ill intent. Yeah, like he he's not doing it in like a crazy like like joaquin buckley when joaquin buckley goes in there and throws he's throwing crazy khalil roundtree is throwing very precise strikes but he's throwing it like it's every every strike has to destroy your whole skeleton absolute mad lad yeah like uh, there's no other way to put it i i love khalil roundtree uh, i highly recommend checking out his two podcast episodes he did with uh, joe rogan uh they're just it's really inspiring to hear his story and to hear where he's came from uh, where he just, you know, it was like he was a singer in a metalcore band. Then one day was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I need to lose weight. Because he was over 300 pounds. Yeah, he was a big boy. And he steps into an MMA gym. Out of, out of all MMA gyms, goes into Vendelay Silva's MMA gym. And that, that gym is known for sparring hard. Out of shape, guy says, fuck it, and does it. So if that tells you anything, fuck, being, fuck getting in shape, just train. It'll get you in shape, right? Yep. Yeah. That is what I always say. Yeah, and I I love it. I I've grown to agree with the mindset. Uh, but uh, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Cliff <laughs> Roundtree versus Dustin Jacoby. Dustin Jacoby has a very lengthy kickboxing record. Um, he's fought in glory multiple times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you go check out some of his kickboxing matches, just look just look at his highlights. If you're not a big kickboxing fan, 
Um, it's uh, he is just nonstop, dude. He has a very heavy pace. Um, he he very... may not bring that explosive power that like Alex Bahia brings, but right. he he brings such a fun arsenal of striking to it. That dude will sit there and throw the entire fight from start to finish. And he's a big boy too to be throwing how he does. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know how this fight is not the co-main event for this fight yeah. for this card. I mean, um, it's a great fight, but um. Yeah, I just I don't see how it's not. It's just an incredible fight. I wish their names were a little bigger so we could actually get this as a main event. Because five yeah, rounds of I, these guys going at it would be a ton of fun. I think so. I just I don't think it goes five rounds. No, exactly. Um, and I'm I, I hate to say it because I like Dustin, but I I hope that it's Khalil who gets the finish. Yeah, I want him to get to just like freight train his way to the top. What's really yeah, I would love to see him fight for a title eventually. What's really really hard also though is that you have. Um, Dustin Jacoby's finally like becoming an MMA fighter. Yeah. You know, uh, he's no longer just known as a kickboxer. Um, so I don't know, man. I could just go on about this fight, but I'm I'm very excited for that fight. And there's a lot of other fights on that card that have some pretty notable names, especially with the prelims. I feel like that fight has or that card has some pretty fun prelim fights. And there's a couple. There's like one more fight on the main card that I really want to say might be pretty good is Josh Fremd and Treshawn Gore. I feel like that fight has the potential to be very good, but very main event heavy. Right. Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater is such a fun fight. I'm a big fan of Arnold Allen. Is he ready for someone like Cater? I think is the biggest question going into this. I personally think he is. I want to say he is too, but I don't know if I'm just being biased. Uh, No, I don't even think you're being biased. I mean, you look at he's undefeated in the UFC for a reason. Uh, He's tearing through everybody. You saw what he did in his fight against Dan Hooker. Look what he did to Sadiq Yusuf. That um, Sadiq Yusuf fight was good. I was worried yeah. in that one, and and he handled. He's through. able to handle that power. You yeah. know, uh, Calvin Cater is coming off of a uh, surprising loss to Josh Emmett. I mean, surprising in the sense of like I just didn't expect a longer, better yeah. boxer to lose yeah. to Josh Emmett. I love Josh Emmett. I think he's an incredible fighter. Uh, also, his story is interesting as well too, because he almost retired from MMA, then happened to get called into the UFC years ago, and he's finally healthy. So, um, but with Calvin Cater though, it's just, he needs a win bad. I don't know how desperate he's going to be in there. Um, something like him and Rob Font have been struggling a lot lately against some of these top guys. And I'm not exactly sure what it is. I don't like, it's very, I, th- I feel like they've been fighting very, fighting very point heavy, you know? Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, as, well, who would, who did Calvin Cater fight before Emmett? Uh, Giga Chikadze. Chikadze. It, and that was a really good fight for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that one shows again. Even in a win, he's he's trying to fight very point heavy, trying to land as many shots as he can, versus going in there and trying to get the finish. And that's what I wish Calvin Cater, the the fighter he was in there, is a fighter who could fight for a title any day. Yeah. Um. I mean that that was such a great performance by him in that fight. He uh went out there and earned the respect of everybody and Giga in that fight. And there's a lot of good things that he does. I don't know how his ground game is because Arnold Allen's good everywhere. Yeah, Arnold Allen's a very, very good, well-rounded fighter. Um, if it goes to the ground, I do give him the edge. Even though I haven't seen Cater's ground game, I, I have faith in Arnold Allen. Yeah, um, so it's another good one. So you're going Arnold Allen on this one? Yeah, he's a, he's the mad lad. He's the mad lad. He is a mad lad. So uh, the, he had the whole O2 arena going crazy Dude, whenever yeah. he, he beat Dan Hooker. And so... Let's see. Hopefully, his Matt Lad pulls through this Saturday. You got Arnold Allen as well. I don't know who to pick. <laughs> this is because I like both these guys. Um, I'm gonna go Calvin Cater just because you went for Arnold Allen, and I just want to be just want to 
know hey, that I'm more hey, I see how it is. You know? Drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. Straight up. You I know, don't... If you're the bloods, I'm a crip. Whoa, dude. Fuck. I'm the crip, you're the bloods. Who cares? But no. <laughs> um, I mean, you could have said you like the Starks or Lannisters or something. Like you went in heavy. Sorry. I'm not uh, sorry. Don't be sorry. It was kind of funny, kind but of... it just fucking threw me for a whirlwind, man. So. Hey, cool. Yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts on this weekend's matchups. Um, Also, be sure to check out some Fury FC uh, highlights coming up soon. Yeah, the Fury card going on right now has our buddy Hayden Briars and Miles Banks fighting. Also, Mia Grawl. And we have Amber Terrell fighting. Then there's Donovan from Heritage. He's fighting. There's, There's just... There's so many good fights, amateur and pro. Right now, you have Hector Sands fighting... uh, Jason Rivera, I'm watching that on my lap. Uh, I'm a little jealous right now. This this card is freaking sick for a for for what Fury is, which it's bigger than what any other organization like it is. Um, Fucking name drop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's huge. Uh, this card, so I'm 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 very excited about it. And then Cody Steele's fighting. Uh, Cameron Smotherman is fighting Karan Reed. Those two are very exciting. It's, it's crazy for this to be a local card and like how exciting it is. You just you don't see that very often. Um, but yeah, check out Fury. They got a lot of stuff going on. That's MMA this week. <laughs>